Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard on Health Professional Radio. Thank you for joining us. In this segment, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Emmy Betts. She's joining us here as Professor, Department of Emergency Medicine at University of Colorado School of Medicine. She's going to talk about her presentation on why we need to work in the middle ground to achieve gun safety. Uh, she presented this information at the PM22 conference in Denver. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Emmy Betts. Great. Thanks for having me. Well, um, why don't you uh, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, give us a bit of your professional background, and talk about your role at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. Absolutely. So I'm an ER doctor. I'm based in Denver. I'm a actually Colorado native, but have lived all over the country. Uh, and I, I split my time between working in the emergency department, mostly with adult patients, um, and then also lead a large research lab that focused mostly on firearm injury prevention, particularly suicide. Mm. Um, on the campus, I also lead the Firearm Injury Prevention Initiative, which is really trying to use collaboration, education, uh, research to um, find solutions to preventing fi firearm injuries. Now, when you're talking about firearm injuries, we're talking about those accidental discharges, the child finding an unattended gun. Uh, you mentioned suicide as well. Are we talking you know, mostly gun safety to prevent accidental? And then when you focus on suicide, is it more suicide prevention or gun suicide prevention? Yeah, so that is a great question. So I use the term firearm injury or firearm injury and death rather than gun violence okay. because um, the work that I do, collaborating with a wide spectrum of folks, um, the term gun violence can be um, feel fairly slanted uh, and loaded, uh, no pun intended, mm -hmm. um, towards sort of legislative gun control kinds of issues. Okay. Or some people perceive it as only including community violence and mass shooting. As an, as an injury professional, I like to think about the whole range of firearm injuries mm -hmm. and deaths, meaning injuries and deaths that are mechanistically caused by a firearm. So that includes suicide in this country. That's the leading cause of firearm injury deaths, about 60% are by suicide. Then homicide, including community violence, interpersonal violence, domestic violence, whenever someone shoots someone else, mm -hmm. that's um, in the range of 30 to 40%. And then there's a tiny percentage that are mass shootings, about 1%. Mm -hmm. Those unintentional injuries, like when a kid finds a gun, about 1%. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I like to think about the whole picture because it's important we have that full scope in mind and then also recognize there are going to be different solutions for different um, types of injuries. You uh, talked about, uh, in my understanding, is not politicizing gun injuries and, and working in the middle ground to achieve gun safety. What exactly is you know, working in the middle ground. I understand you're, you know, trying not to politicize it. Is it just words that we're talking about? Yeah, great question. Words are a big part of it. And I want to be clear, too, that this is particularly for healthcare providers. I think it's important we be in this middle space. You know, mm -hmm. we are trained as, as health professionals to talk with patients about lots of sensitive topics, um, issues where a patient's cultural background or Daily practices may not be the same as our own, but we are trained how to work with them respectfully and non-judgmentally to provide education and to help them hopefully make the healthiest choices they can. And so that's what I'm really advocating for here with firearm injury prevention as well, um, that 
particularly when it's a healthcare provider interacting with a patient, it really needs to be in this middle, neutral, non-judgmental space. I think on the bigger scale, there's also a lot that we can do um, recognizing that policy and, and political change is not the only solution, um, that we also need education, um, we need creative approaches to uh, uh, whether it's engineering better devices or um, economic incentives for safe storage and so forth. Um, we need to be looking at the full picture. And to do that, we really need to work with the communities affected by the different types of firearm injury. Um, and again, recognize that what works for, say, rural communities in the West is who have a lot of suicide is going to be really different than what works in particularly urban communities where particularly youth of color are disproportionately affected by violence. You uh, presented at PM 2022, Preventive Medicine uh, 2022 conference there in Denver. And, and I understand that you proposed community collaboration. You, you mentioned education. Uh, you mentioned many aspects uh, of the community that can be taken in or out of context when it comes to gun safety and gun injury. Yeah. So it's really just I think what we need is to use a, what's called a public health approach to preventing firearm injury and death in this country. And that means understanding the full scope, identifying risk and protective factors, developing interventions and then testing them, and then hopefully scaling up the things that work. And so we can do that with homicide, we can do it with mass shootings, we can do it with suicide, domestic violence, and so forth. But I really believe that in each of those spaces, we need to be collaborating with the communities that are affected to hear their points of view, their beliefs, their behaviors, to understand what kinds of interventions might work for them, um, to understand the upstream causes as well um, of violence that need to be addressed. Um, and so that's what it means. I think it's really important that we not be trying to develop these solutions in a vacuum and, or sort of ivory tower, um, but that we'd be really engaged with the communities who ultimately we're trying to help. Going to divide it up here. On your side of the table, you say firearm injury. On the other side, they say gun violence. Hmm. Yeah, the sort of language nuances are something still very much in debate. And the terms that I use may not be the ones that other people choose to use. Um, and I think we need to recognize that there are a lot of spaces where we maybe are talking at each other and not really mm -hmm. understanding the perspectives of each other, as mm -hmm. well as, again, certainly trying to understand the upstream issues that are leading to a lot of causes of violence. So I want to be clear that uh, trying to incorporate collaboration, trying to incorporate, you know, res um, at least respectful listening to another's perspective doesn't mean allowing injustice to continue. And it doesn't mean um, that we shouldn't be promoting evidence-based practices. Um, it's, it's rather, I think, the way that we approach some of this, I think I really feel like yelling at each other is not helping. <laughs> so how do we how do we start to try to understand, um, you know, what the situation is in particular communities, what their concerns are, what their perspectives are as well, as well, so that when we try to change things, hopefully it's more likely that that change will happen. Physicians, uh, ER doctors, especially uh, nurses, uh, we you know, we've we've started over the last few years calling you all frontline employees when it comes to to this type of, of a situation. I mean, you all are already 
strapped. You're re- already you have so much on your plates as physicians already trying to get to the bottom of why someone is shot or how this happened and how maybe we can prevent it. Doesn't that add a, another layer of stress to the uh, to the doctor? Yes and no. I mean, I think there are some things that you, there are brief kinds of interventions you can do when you're working clinically. So when I'm working, for example, you know, I know that um, anyone who's at risk of suicide who I'm seeing, one of the most important things I can do for them is educate them about making sure they don't have access to firearms at home. So they're in a safe environment while they're getting better. Um, When I see someone who's been shot, I'm very grateful that we have a hospital-based violence intervention program. So I can call um, fantastic um, uh, 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 employees and participants of that program who can come and do kind of a whole wraparound intervention. So I think in the clinical space, you're right, we're too busy to have those like very long in-depth conversations. I think for many of us, though, the this part of the solution to burnout is finding something we're passionate about. And for me, that's understanding how we can prevent injuries and violence. You know, for others, it might be um, addressing homelessness or climate change or um, other sort of the, the big kind of root causes, systemic racism and so forth. So it's not to say that every clinician has to be spending hours with a patient mm-hmm. digging into this. I think it's more about maybe knowing some of the, the quicker or simpler things you can do when you're working clinically. And then if you're interested, um, find out how you can get more engaged. Um, and again, I really feel like it's a, for me, it's a, it's, it helps prevent prevent burnout. Give us a website where our listeners can learn more about the conference and about some of these uh, gun safety tips. Yeah, absolutely. I want to give you two, if that's okay. So absolutely. one is called Bullet Bullet Points. Uh, the Bullet Points Project is bulletpoints.org out of uh, Cal- University of California, Davis. It's a state-funded program, but it's specifically for clinicians on um, firearm injury prevention. Lots of great educational resources. Um, and then also at the acpm.org uh, website, you'll be able to find uh, additional resources uh, related to the conference as well. Dr. Betts, I appreciate your time here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Emmy Betts. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio.